I'm Kate Trinko, and this is the Daily Signal top news for Monday, August 21st. Here are today's headlines. The Daily Signal's Tony Kinnett and Heritage Foundation's Tim Kennedy are in Hawaii now, talking to locals about what they're seeing and experiencing from the wildfires that have devastated the Maui area. President Joe Biden is visiting the state today, but drew criticism earlier for refusing to comment to a reporter about the fires last weekend. Here's what locals told Tony and Tim. They got to Ukraine quicker than they got to their own state. The first that any of you guys heard from President Biden was after the rest of the mainland knew that the fires were going on, that there was this chaos, this tumult, this tremendous loss of life. What do you say when the president of the United States says no comment and then goes bicycling? What he's not doing actually for for the citizens of, of this country, for the citizens of Maui and Lahaina, it's completely disrespectful. And now he's going to be coming here tomorrow, and all of a sudden it's going to clog up the roads. They're not going to let anybody through. It's going to slow everything down just so he can come in and take a look and and do nothing yet again. So it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. And him. Let me just say straight to you, President Biden, I pray for your soul. Just repent from your posturing and your lack of integrity and your lack of compassion. When you're you're the president of the United States of America, you have to know what's going on. You know, you you got all these people that surround, you know, supposed to be advising you what's going on. For you to say something like, no comment. I I don't know, I, I can't even respond to such comment. We have the largest marine base in the world, the largest Navy fleet right there, right there. We can see the island. It could have been here in 12 hours. You think that if he if he wanted to, the president of the United States or one of his chiefs of staff could have ordered military assistance from, from Pearl Harbor and the, the U.S. Pacific Fleet? There's no question they could have done that. They did it for Ukraine way quicker than the response here in Hawaii. The Daily Signal also spoke to Barry Campbell, pastor of the Lahaina Baptist Church, which was spared in the fires. Lahaina Baptist Church is like an oasis and in, in, in the grass is green, the trees are still alive, surrounded by ash. So it's just incredible. We're really praying that our facility will be like a symbol of hope for the people and a beacon, like a light, to draw people to the living Lord Jesus Christ. The Lahaina Baptist Church isn't able to use its church right now, so the congregation held its Sunday service on the beach this weekend. The House Freedom Caucus, a group of conservative lawmakers, outlined Monday what conditions would need to be met for them to vote for a new spending bill. The group said spending bills should include provisions on border security, the unprecedented weaponization of the Justice Department and FBI, and the Pentagon's cancerous woke policies. The conservative lawmakers also oppose any blank check for Ukraine in any supplemental appropriations bill. The move by the House Freedom Caucus comes amid momentum for a short-term spending bill to be passed in late September. The government's fiscal year ends September 30th. Since Congress doesn't appear poised to complete and pass the 12 appropriations bills by then, lawmakers are talking about passing another continuing resolution, a bill that extends current spending levels for a specific length of time. The House Freedom Caucus wrote, In the eventuality that Congress must consider a short-term extension of government funding through a continuing resolution, we refuse to support any such measure that continues Democrats' bloated COVID-era spending and simultaneously fails to force the Biden administration to follow the law and fulfill its most basic responsibilities. 
It's time to use the power of the purse to defund Joe Biden's reckless, woke, and bloated agenda, tweeted Representative Andrew Clyde, a Republican from Georgia. In a Truth Social post Sunday, former President Donald Trump confirmed he won't be attending the Republican presidential debate, which will be held this Wednesday night. After noting that he was outpolling all his competitors by a wide margin in a new CBS poll, Trump wrote, The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had, with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Reports suggest that Trump either will or has already done a new interview with Tucker Carlson, which may be released around the time of the debate. The debate is hosted by Fox News, where Carlson formerly hosted a show. Well, we shared with you on Friday's top news what Senator Tim Scott and former Vice President Mike Pence had to say at the gathering. It's an event run by radio show host Eric Erickson that features GOP presidential candidates. Daily Signal managing editor Tyler O'Neill was at the conference and also reported on speeches by former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Haley, who also previously served as U.N. ambassador, said our number one national security threat at this time is China, and literally nothing is being done. Speaking of China, she said, they have bought 400,000 acres of U.S. soil. They're putting millions of dollars into our universities to steal our research and spread Chinese propaganda. They are using their Chinese front companies to lobby members of Congress. Haley remarked that the Chinese spy balloon, which freely crossed the U.S. in January before the military shot it down February 4th, was a national embarrassment. Did you know 90% of our law enforcement drones in America are Chinese, she asked. So you've got all these little spy balloons around that can send back data in a heartbeat. Ramaswamy said his campaign represents a return to the radical values of the American founding and he framed his candidacy as a struggle between the managerial class and the citizen, between the Great Reset and what I call the Great Uprising. The World Economic Forum frames its Great Reset initiative as an economic recovery plan in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, aimed at fighting climate change and social inequality. Critics warned that the plan would restrict the freedom of individuals in the name of elite goals. Ramaswamy added, that's why we live in a 1776 moment in America today. Do we trust ourselves as the citizens? Do we expect our government to tell us the hard truth instead of serving us a noble lie? He pledged that he would fire about 75% of the people who work as federal bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. through mass layoffs. Ramaswamy also said he aims to achieve three larger goals as president slashing the administrative state by returning the government to the constitutional three branches, not four, making America no longer dependent on communist China for our way of life, and getting the economy growing at the fastest rate in the developed world. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who is also running, called for a federal RICO prosecution of Antifa rioters who have violently attacked the construction of a police training facility in Atlanta. Christie said, we need to be more aggressive about this. 
Gathering host and radio host Eric Erickson asked Christie, a former prosecutor, about the Stop Cop City protests that have involved violent attacks on people and property in the Atlanta area in the attempt to block construction of a police training facility. After the city council approved the training facility in September 2021, protesters have voiced their opposition and violent agitators began throwing rocks and Molotov cocktails at construction equipment in May 2022. After a March 2023 riot, police arrested 35 people, charging 23 of them with domestic terrorism. As of May 31st, more than 40 people have been charged with domestic terrorism in relation to the Stop Cop City riots. Erickson said that of the 50 or so people who have been arrested, only two were from Georgia. Christie responded, the U.S. attorney in Atlanta should be all over this. This is multi-jurisdictional in terms of the people who are perpetuating these acts. This is what the federal prosecuting system is made to deal with. RICO seems particularly appropriate in that circumstance, given that you obviously have some organization here, racketeering, and is corrupt, he added. It appears that a woman may have been shot dead over her pride flag in California. Laura Ann Carlton was killed Friday. California Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, tweeted yesterday, This is absolutely horrific. A shop owner has been shot and killed by a man after he criticized the pride flag hanging outside her business. Lori leaves behind her husband and nine children. This disgusting hate has no place in California. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department issued a release that stated that detectives learned the suspect made several disparaging remarks about a rainbow flag that stood outside the store before shooting Carlton. But the investigation is still going on. No one has been arrested yet. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, please be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Virginia Allen interviews John Bursch about his new book, Loving God's Children, the Church and Gender Ideology. Also, please make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts. And help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.